Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Justified Justification by Faith, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on May 5th, 2019. Paul does here in this book, he he opens up this letter to the church in a to-the-point kind of way. He's very direct, and he just jumps right into it. If you look at uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul gives us this introduction. He says, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And then in verse 6 through 9, he says, I am, an, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. See, immediately Paul asserts the fact that the words that he speaks are from God. See, he shares the truth of the only gospel, and it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And others around him are trying to distort that gospel. They're trying to point people in an opposite direction of the truths of what Jesus Christ himself taught. See, this letter to the church is an important one for you and I to read and to understand. It's a reminder of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It helps us to understand and answer the question that I think in our humanity we struggle with more often than not. And it's simply this. How can man, sinful by nature, come to God, holy by nature? See, Paul answers this question for us in this book. And he states it very clearly. There is only one way He says, accept the salvation given through Christ's death and resurrection offered to you and I by the grace of God. See, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is by grace that we have been given eternal life. It is by grace that sinful man can come into the presence of a holy God. See, in our text here, some are saying that this salvation comes through an obedience to the law of Moses. And I'll tell you, some still preach this very same thing in our times today. So this is why it's important for you and I to understand the true gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, Paul responds by proclaiming the doctrine of justification by faith and the sanctification by the Holy Spirit. See, it's because of Jesus Christ that you and I have salvation. It's a free gift of God. See, it's because of of Jesus Christ that that we are justified by faith. And it's because of Jesus Christ that we are sanctified through God's Holy Spirit. Well, let's pray together and then we'll look at our text for today. Father, we come into your presence. Father, we come to you uh, just hungry to understand the truth of your word, to understand uh, what you have for us, Father, as your people 
Father, this morning we gather together in Jesus' name and we do it to bring you glory, to to sing your praise, to honor you and glorify you, to encourage one another and to learn more about your beautiful word, Father. And so our prayer this morning is that you would speak to us, that we would hear your voice, Father, and that you would remind us of the things that you have for us, Father. Teach us the things that you want us to know. And Father, don't let us take it lightly. By the power of your spirit, convict our hearts and help us to know that as we move further and deeper into the truth, that our love for you will grow because of the understanding of the depth of your love for us. Father, we thank you that we get this opportunity and we pray that you would bless us with your presence, that you would fill us with your spirit, Father, and that you would teach us and help us to understand all the great things you have for us. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to look at a few verses in chapter 1 here, starting in verse 11. Let's read that together through verse 22. Galatians 1, verse 11 through 22. Paul says, For I would have, no, for I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal in his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. See, by telling us this story, Paul is revealing to us how we too can come to God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to understand that our justification, the fact that you and I could be made righteous in the sight of God, comes from the goodness of this gospel. See, what we see here is that the gospel is a gift from God. It's something that's been given to mankind. See, in verses 11, 12, Paul clearly states, he says, For I would, have, I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. See, we have to understand, ask the question, what does it mean that God would just give us something? Especially something so beautiful and so wonderful. See, the truth of the gospel comes to us through the revelation of a deep, unconditional love that seeks to give. See, Paul makes it very clear that he didn't receive this gospel from man. It wasn't something that he learned from another person, but it was revealed to him by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. See, the gospel is a gift. Romans 5, verses 7 and 8. It says, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. Listen to verse 8. He says, But God shows his love for us 
And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for you and I. Isn't that a gift? Sounds to me like a gift. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ is just that. It's a gift from God. It's not that we were good or or we did something right or we earned something that Jesus would come and die on a cross, but it's because of, of the depth of God's love for mankind that he sends his son and he pays a price. He dies on a cross and he rises again and he lives and he sits at the right hand of our father and he intercedes for you and I so that we might know the truth of the gospel so that you and I might know what this love is and what it means. I want to ask you this morning, have you encountered the living Christ, the anointed one, Jesus Christ? See, we know from our story here that Paul had an encounter with Jesus. You know, he came to a place where he was doing some things that he wasn't supposed to be doing, and Jesus came, and he came to Paul, and he had this encounter And it changed Paul's life. See, you and I, we we live in our sin and we don't realize all the goodness of God and the understanding of all this that God has for us. This wonderful gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and how this good news is for you and I. It's a gift that has been given to us and we have to receive that gift. See, Romans 6, 23 makes it very clear. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, I want to say the gospel is God's gift to you and I. The only question is, will you receive it? And if you do, I want you to know that the gospel is life-changing. See, Jesus tells us to come as we are, broken, dirty, sinful, hurting, pain, suffering. He says to lay it at the foot of the cross. He says to bring it to me. If you carry a heavy burden, Jesus wants you to come to him and receive this free gift, the gospel. And I tell you what, that gospel will change your life. Listen to what Paul shares with us in verses 13 and 14. He says, for you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father. I don't know about you guys, but does that life kind of sound familiar to you? Maybe, Maybe it's not your life or maybe it's not your past But I tell you, it's a past of of a lot of believers today. You know, we think life is good and what the world offers us and we take it and we pursue it and we get zealous for it and we go after it and we think all is well. But in reality, we have no life. We're dead in our trespasses. See, because what God offers us is something greater. See, he moves us to the life that we think is, is for us into the life that was truly created for us. See, Paul shares his past to bring us to the present. See, he did some horrible things and he's not proud of them, but he helps us to understand that this is why the gospel is so important for you and I. The gospel tells us that we come to God just as we are, we repent from our old ways, and we turn to God 
knowing that he will change us. It's only God that can change us. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many people in your life, you know someone, I'm sure you do, that you want to change? <laughs> it might even be me, I don't know. <laughs> I think we all have someone, right? We just want them to change. We want them to be different because we see their life and, and the hurt and the pain and the suffering, or we even see their life and man, they have it made. They just have everything, but yet they have nothing. And we want them to change. But, but the reality of that is that you and I, we, we can't change them, can we? As hard as I could try, as much as I could do, in all of my efforts, I truly can't change someone. But what I can do, but what I can do is that I can, I can allow God to change me with the hopes that as they see my life, the difference in my life, that maybe, 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 just maybe, they might want something different. And see, this is why I think Paul is sharing his past with us, helping us to see just what transpired in his life and the change that God made in his life. See, Paul is no longer Saul. He is Paul, and he's bringing us to present day, and he's reminding us of the truth of the gospel, that, that he did nothing to deserve this. In fact, he did everything to deserve death. But yet in God's grace and in God's love, Paul is where he's at today. See, the beauty of what, what is transpiring here with the gospel is that God says, come as you are, but know that I won't leave you there. He says, I'll take you who, from who you think you ought to be or who you think you are, and I'm going to change you into the person that I created you to be. Let me prove my point here. In your notes there, you don't have to turn, but in your notes there, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it'll be on the screen. Listen to what it tells us. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Both what? Male and female. He created them. And then Ephesians 2.10 says, For we, you and I, male and female, are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, here is a picture of who you've been created to be. This is God's gift to you. See, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's life-changing, and God wants to change you into the person that he's created you to be. See, the gospel is life-changing because it takes a broken, tattered, hurting person, self-centered, righteous person, and God looks at them and he sees them through the eyes of Jesus Christ. He sees them through the cross. He sees you and I through Jesus. And you know what God says? He says, that's my beloved. 
He says, you are a beautiful creation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only did I shape you and form you, but God, God says, I breathe life into you. I don't know if you guys have ever caught that. I may have shared it in the past before, but it still amazes me. And I, I still sit in awe to think the very fact that not only did God create the heavens and the earth, he created all things in it. Yet as he created us, we are the only thing that he created that, that the Bible tells us he breathed his life into. He set us apart. He gave us dominion over. Now, I don't know if God knew what he was doing when he gave me dominion over anything. <laughs> but I tell you what, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not because of my goodness, but it's because of the goodness of God that I have life. I want to ask you this morning, how has the gospel changed you? Have you allowed God to redeem you, to restore you to the person that he created you to be? Are you bearing his image? Are you bearing the image? Or are you bearing the image that the world has set in front of you? Are you more a reflection of the world around us? Or are you a reflection of who God is? See, we have to understand that the gospel we teach and preach is that of a redeemer who in his great love for us has given us an opportunity to be restored. Even though, even though each and every one of us have sinned. Raise your hand if you haven't sinned. I'm glad you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> We'd have to have a talk afterwards. Just kidding. Just kidding. We all sinned. You know, and there's moments when we'll continue to sin. See, this is God's grace for you and I. He knows that and he understands our humanity. He created us. But he created us to be something different. And that's why he sent his son. That's why we have to understand the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul gets right into it in this book. He said, there's some people that are trying to deceive you and fool you and tell you that you've got to work for this. You've got to buy this. You've got to pay for this. But Jesus says otherwise. He says, you know what? He says, I bought this. I'm paying for this. I've finished it. I've done this. He says, just come to me in faith. See, we're justified. We're made righteous by faith. Not by our works. Not by what we can do. Not for who we think we might be or who might, we might become but because of God's righteousness, because of his goodness. And this is why I believe the gospel is simply grace. The gospel is grace. It's this beautiful thing that God has given us that we don't deserve. Listen to what Paul says here in verses 15 and 16. He says, but when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased. You hear that? Did you catch that part? God was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And he says, I did not immediately consult with anyone. And he says that part just so that you and I know that, that he didn't go to school for this. He didn't go work for this. He says, 
I didn't consult with anybody. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And by God's grace, he revealed his son to me. Though I didn't deserve it, though I didn't do anything to earn it, he gave to me his grace. See, the life of Saul is one that we probably wouldn't want to be a part of. But I tell you what, the life of Paul is a life that we can seek to look at. And we can seek to discover because even as he says, come follow me as I follow Christ, you and I can follow one another. We can help each other walk in this gospel of Jesus Christ. You and I can help each other to understand the true gospel by looking at God's word and seeing this life that that was so changed and so transformed that he literally gave his life for it. And it wasn't because he went to school to learn it, because he got a degree in theology, but it was because he had an encounter. He had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And this changed Paul. I want, if you would, um, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, just one over from where you're at. Ephesians chapter 1, because what Paul says here is he says, you know, before I was born, God set me apart. He knew me before he formed me. And this is kind of an affirmation for you and I in regards to the grace that God gives every person, what he is offering us in this grace. Ephesians chapter 1. I want to look at verses 4 through 9 and just read it together as we close. Are you with me? All right. Starting in verse 4, it says, Even as he chose us, you and I, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, justified, and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved in him we have what? redemption we've been restored through the blood of Jesus Christ the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. See, God knew what he was doing. When he lavishes us with his grace, he knows what he's doing, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, for all of eternity to unite all things to him, things in heaven and things on earth. So again, how can men sinful by nature, come to God, holy by nature. I'll just simply tell you, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only gospel, and it's the true gospel. See, there's only one way. Jesus says it himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You and I have to accept this gift, accept the salvation that is given to us through Jesus Christ and through his death, burial, and resurrection. And it's offered to you and I by God's grace. It's a free gift. Again, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you would be justified by faith. It's your faith. 
question is, where will you put it? Will you put it in works? Try to earn it and attain it? Try to pay for it? Try to buy it? Or will you simply just receive it and accept it? I want to ask you this morning to put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. See, God created you in his image. He has given you a gift and God wants to change your life. And God will use his amazing grace to do all the things that he has set into motion since the day you were born, even from before time was created. See, it's your life. Let today be the day that you give it to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love and your grace. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that that we get to see and hear the words of a man that you inspired and you encouraged, Father, that you encountered on that road that one day. Father, just as you set him apart, you have set us apart. Father, you have brought us here today so that we might encounter your son, Jesus Christ. So that we might know that your gospel, the truth of what you teach, the truth of your love and your grace is for us. Father, there is no other gospel. There is no better gospel. Father, we just thank you so much that you loved us so much that you'd be willing to give your son that he might die for us so that we might find forgiveness and mercy at the cross. And not only that, Father, but because of your love, we have been justified. Father, that you see us as righteous. You you see us as, as how you created us. Father, you see us through Jesus' eyes. Father, thank you so much that you would do that for us. Thank you so much for the grace that you show us each and every day. Father, I pray this morning for for every person here, including myself, that, that each and every day that we would remind ourselves of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would preach it to ourselves. Remind ourselves that, that we have grace and mercy at the foot of the cross. Father, though we sinned yesterday, today we are forgiven. That our sin is paid for forever. And there's nothing that we can do to earn your love that you just give it to us. We just have to receive it. We just have to take it. Father, we just thank you so much for that. Father, we stand in awe of you this morning because of that. I pray that you would just guide our steps, Father, as we continue on this journey, as we seek to understand the truths of the gospel together as a church family. I pray that your spirit would lead us and guide us, Father. We just thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we give you all the glory, and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.